Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Venom R1 Business Podcast. You know, I was doing some self-inventory um, earlier today, and I said to myself, it's time for a rebrand. So, for today's episode, we're going to do something very, very special. And I'm happy to have you guys here. We're actually going to dedicate today to Horacio Pagani, an inspiration for me. I will be writing an article about Horacio Pagani, and we will be going in-depth a little bit more. But, as you notice on the avatar, that is the reason why we actually changed the, you know like the the dynamics, you know, when it comes to basically um you know using it for marketing and stuff like that and we're gonna change the format. So let me give you guys a heads up so you understand what we're gonna do today. What we're gonna do is we are going to read today's episode of Future Tech Plus. Because the way that it was sequenced, it was sequenced so that the article comes out first, which the article is already released. And um, what I plan to do was have an audio version of the actual article. So I wanted to get into a lot of different things. But um, before we do that, um, I think it's only right that we actually... um, that we read the article and also for myself um, before we get started it was important for me to learn this and let me just give you guys a quick little bonus I'm in the market for a Rolex and it is a process that we will discuss in the psychology series but this is the reason why I've been studying um, Torbillion movement and um, this is why I did this research, we put it on the magazine. Now it's going to be an acoustic magazine article, and we'll all be learning together. So, without further ado, thank you so much once again for tuning in. And let's rock and roll. You can log in to LinkedIn, you can download the app for your Android or iPhone, um, whether it's the Google Marketplace or, for example, on iTunes. Download the app. And then what you're going to do is you're going to search for me. You're going to type in Venom R1 and it'll show you my LinkedIn. All my contact information is on there. It lets you know everything that I'm working on as far as investments and my music career. And of course, you'll see the featured article of the latest version of Future Tech Plus, which is our online magazine. So make sure you like, subscribe and share and let everybody that you love know about Future Tech Plus. So, here we go. Torbillion Movement, 1982. I was born this year. In business, this movement represents me. I can relate to all of its parts. In orology, a Torbillion is an addition to the mechanics of a watch escapement to increase accuracy. Conceived by the British watchmaker and inventor John Arnold, it was developed by his French and friend, the Swiss-French watchmaker Abraham Louis Breguet, and patented in in the 26th of June, 1801. In a tourbillion, the escapement and balance wheel are mounted in a rotating cage with the goal of eliminating errors of poise in the balance, giving a uniform weight. Tourbillions are still included in some modern wristwatches where the mechanisms 
is usually exposed on the watch's face to showcase it. Orology. Instrument for telling the hour. So from ancient Greek, orologion, instrument for telling the hour from wapa, ora, hour time interfix o and suffix laji. It's the study of the measurement of time. Clocks, watches, clockwork, sundials, hourglasses, klepsidras, timers, time recorders, marine chronometers, and atomic clocks are all examples of instruments used to measure time. In current usage, orology refers mainly to the study of mechanical timekeeping devices, while chronometry more broadly includes electronic devices that have largely supplanted mechanical clocks for the best accuracy and precision in timekeeping. People interested in orology are called orologists. That term is used both by people who deal professionally with timekeeping, apparatuses, watchmakers, clockmakers, as well as aficionados and scholars of orology. Orology and orologists have numerous organizations, both professional associations and more scholarly societies. The largest orological membership organization globally is the NAWCC, the National Association of Watch and Clock Collectors, which is U.S.-based but also has local chapters elsewhere. An escapement is a mechanical linkage in mechanical watches and clocks that gives impulses to the timekeeping element and periodically releases the gear train to move forward. Advancing the clock's hands. The impulse action transfers energy to the clock's timekeeping element, usually a pendulum or balance wheel, to replace the energy lost to friction during its cycle and keep the timekeeper oscillating. The escapement is driven by force from a coiled spring or a suspended weight, transmitted through the timepiece's gear train. Each swing of the pendulum or balance wheel releases a tooth of the escapement's escape wheel, allowing the clock's gear train to advance or escape by a fixed amount. This regular periodic advancement moves the clock's hands forward at a steady rate. At the same time, the tooth gives the timekeeping element a push before another tooth catches on the escapement's pallet, returning the escapement to its locked state. The sudden stopping of the escapement's tooth is what generates the characteristic ticking sound heard in operating mechanical clocks and watches. The first mechanical escapement, the verge escapement, was invented in medieval Europe during the 13th century and was the crucial innovation which led to the development of the mechanical clock. The design of the escapement has a large effect on a timepiece's accuracy and improvements in escapement design drove improvements in time measurements during the era of mechanical timekeeping from the 13th 
through the 19th century. Escapements are also used in other mechanisms besides timepieces. Manual typewriters used escapements to step the carriage as each letter or space was typed. Historically, a liquid-driven escapement was used for a washstand design in ancient Greece and the Hellenistic world, particularly Ptolemaic Egypt. While liquid-driven escapements were applied to clockworks, beginning in the Tang Dynasty in China and culminating during the Song Dynasty. John Arnold, 1736 through the 11th of August, 1799, was an English watchmaker and inventor. John Arnold was the first to design a watch that was both practical and accurate and also brought the term chronometer into use in its modern sense, meaning a precision timekeeper. His technical advances enabled the quantity production of marine chronometers for use on board ships from around 1782. The basic design of these has remained with a few modifications unchanged until the late 20th century. His legacy includes, together with Abraham Louis Breguet, as one of the investors, inventors of the modern mechanical watch. One of his most important inventions, the overcoil balance spring, is still used in most mechanical wristwatches. It was from around 1770 that Arnold developed the portable precision timekeeper almost from the point where John Harrison ended his work in this field. But compared to Harrison's complicated and expensive watch, Arnold's basic design was simple whilst consistently accurate and mechanically reliable. Importantly, the relatively simple and conventional design of his movement facilitated its production in quantity at a reasonable price whilst also enabling easier maintenance and adjustment. Three elements were necessary for this achievement. A detached escapement which gave minimal interface with the vibrating balance and balance spring. A balance design that enabled compensation for the effect of temperature on the balance spring. A method for adjusting the balance spring so that the balances oscillates in equal time periods, even through different degrees of balance arc. Abraham Louis Bergain, 10th of January 1747 through the 17th of September 1823, born in Neuchâtel, then a Prussian principality was a horologist who made many innovations in the course of a career in watchmaking in the industry. He was the founder of the Brigade Company, which is now the luxury watch division of the Swiss Swatch Group. In his lifetime, he was considered the leading watchmaker of his day, and he built up a clientele that included many leading public figures, and members of the European nobility. Alongside his friend and contemporary, John Arnold, Breguet is now widely acknowledged as one of the greatest horologists of all time. One of his famous ancestors was John Breguet, who died in 1593, a Protestant pastor in Neuchâtel, very much influenced by the ideas of John Calvin. Breguet is a Swiss-French luxury watch, clock, and jewelry manufacturer founded by Abraham Louis Breguet 
in Paris in 1775. Since 1999, it has been a subsidiary of the Swiss Swatch Group, headquartered in La Baye, Switzerland. Breguet is one of the oldest surviving watchmaking brands and a pioneer of numerous watchmaking technologies such as the Turbillion, which was invented by Abraham Breguet in 1801. Abraham Breguet also invented and produced the world's first self-winding watch, the Perpetuel, in 1780, as well as the world's first wristwatch in 1810, the Breguet number 2639, for Caroline Bonaparte, Queen of Naples. Breguet is a highly regarded watch manufacturer. Over the years, notable Breguet patrons and timepiece owners include Emperor of the French Napoleon Bonaparte, King George III, Queen Victoria, Alexander I of Russia, Editore Bugatti, Sir Winston Churchill, Sergei Ramaninov, Guasino Rossini, Arthur Rubinstein, and so on. In particular, the Breguet and Fils Paris, number 2667, from 1814, pocket watch, ranks as one of the world's most expensive watches ever sold at auction, fetching U.S. dollar $4.69 million in Geneva in May of 2012. The Breguet Sympathique Clock number 128 and 5009, Duck Orleans Breguet Sympathique, on the other hand, currently holds the title of the most expensive Breguet timepiece ever sold at auction, fetching U.S. dollar 6.8 million in New York in December of 2012. A balance wheel or balance, is the timekeeping device used in mechanical watches and small clocks, analogous to the pendulum in a pendulum clock. It is a weighted wheel that rotates back and forth, being returned towards its center position by a spiral torsion spring, known as the balance spring or hairspring. It is driven by the escapement, which transforms the rotating motion of the watch gear train into impulses delivered to the balance wheel. Each swing of the wheel, called a tick or beat, allows the gear train to advance a set amount, moving the hands forward. The balance wheel and hairspring together form a harmonic oscillator which due to resonance oscillates preferentially at a certain rate. Its resonant frequency or beat and resists oscillating at other rates. The combination of the mass of the balance wheel and the elasticity of the spring keep the time between each oscillation or tick very constant, accounting for its nearly universal use as the timekeeper in mechanical watches to the present. From its invention in the 14th century until tuning fork and quartz movements became available in the 1960s, virtually every portable timekeeping device used some form of a balance wheel. Envision the future today. In mechanical horology, a remontoir from the French remonter meaning to wind is a small secondary source of power, a weight or spring which runs the timekeeping mechanisms and is itself periodically rewound 
by the timepiece's main power source, such as a mainspring. It was used in a few precision clocks and watches to place the source of power closer to the escapement, thereby increasing the accuracy by evening. Out variations in drive force caused by unevenness of the friction in the gear train. In spring-driven precision clocks, a gravity ramentor is sometimes used to replace the uneven force delivered by the mainspring running down by the more constant force of gravity acting on a weight. In turret clocks, it serves to separate the large forces needed to drive the hands from the modest forces needed to drive the escapement, which keeps the pendulum swinging. A remontor should not be confused with a maintaining power spring, which is used only to keep the timepiece going while it is being wound. A mainspring is a spiral torsion spring of metal ribbon, commonly spring steel, used as a power source in mechanical watches, some clocks, and other clockwork mechanisms. Winding the timepiece by turning a knob or key stores energy in the mainspring by twisting the spiral tighter. The force of the mainspring then turns the clock's wheels as it unwinds until the next winding is needed. The adjectives wind up and spring-powered refer to mechanisms powered by mainsprings, which also include kitchen timers, metronomes, music boxes, wind-up toys, and clockwork radios. Spring into action for your business and build your dreams. Gelbro Forsi is a Swiss watchmaking company specializing in complicated high-end timepieces. It was launched in 2004 by Robert Grubel and Stephen Forsi and is based in La Chale de Fonds, Switzerland. Gabriel Forsi makes timepieces with multiple tourbillons and inclined balance wheels with the aim of improving timekeeping precision. Basel World Watch and Jewelry Show was a global trade show of the international watch jewelry and gem industry, organized each spring in the city of Basel, Switzerland, at the Metzeplatze. The last Basel World was held March 21st through the 26th, 2019. In 2020 and 2021, the event was not held due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And from 2022, the event has been canceled permanently. Basel World organizer MCH Group, which organizes around 30 live marketing platforms in Switzerland and abroad, chose to discontinue Basel World and focus on our Basel and other events. Gerard Peregraus, S.A., is a luxury Swiss watch manufacturer with its origins dating back to 1791. In 2022, the management of Gerard Peregro completed a management buyout from the French luxury group Caring. Headquarters in La Chale de Fonds, Switzerland, the company opened the Gerard Perrault Museum near its headquarters in Villa Marguerite in 1999. It is best known for the historic Torbillion with three gold bridges, which was awarded a gold medal at the 1889 International Exposition in Paris soon after the launch of the watch. Other notable models from the company include the collection 
1966, vintage 1945, and models such as Triaxial Turbillion and Laurado, an icon inspired from the 1970s. Pernail is a Swiss watch manufacturer. The company was founded in 2017 and is headquartered on Rue de Rhone 80 in Geneva, Switzerland. Every process takes time. To build a brand takes time as well. Manufacturer Jaeger Lecoultre SA or simply Jaeger Lecoultre French pronunciation is a Swiss luxury watch and clock manufacturer founded by Antoine Lecoultre in 1833 and is based in Le Centier, Switzerland. Since 2000, the company has been a fully owned subsidiary of the Swiss luxury group Richmond. Jaeger Lecoultre is regarded as a top-tier Richmond brand. It has hundreds of inventions, patents, and more than 1,000 movements to its name, including the world's smallest movement, one of the world's most complicated wristwatches, Grande Complication, and a timepiece of near-perpetual movement, the utmost clock. The pallet fork is a component of the lever escapement of a mechanical watch. The pallet, fork, and the lever form one component that sits between the escape wheel and the balance wheel. Its purpose is to lock the escape wheel and release it one tooth at a time at each swing of the balance wheel and also give the balance wheel small pushes to keep it going. In early watches, the pallet fork and the lever were made as separate components and joined together. In later watches, they were made as a single component, as shown in the picture above. The combined component is often referred to simply as the lever. In a straight line Swiss lever type escapement, the lever is shaped like a T or an anchor, which gives this escapement its alternative name of anchor escapement. The lever is pivoted in the center. In operations, it rocks back and forth. On the arms of the T are angled surfaces called pallets, which alternately engage the teeth of the escapement's escape wheel. The central shaft of the lever ends in a fork, which gives pushes to the balance wheel's impulse pin, which is set off-center in a disc on the balance wheel's shaft. To reduce friction, the pallets are made of precisely shaped pieces of ruby jewel. The pallet which the teeth first contact is the entry pallet, while the other one is called the exit pallet. Under the fork, there is a projecting guard pin, which passes through a notch in a separate safety roller disc on the balance shaft. In normal operation, it doesn't have a function. Its purpose is to make sure the fork is in the right position to receive the impulse pin if a jar to the watch prematurely unlocks the lever from the escape wheel. Mechanical alarm clocks and kitchen timers use a less accurate form of the lever in which vertical metal pins are substituted for the pallet jewels. This is called a Roskopoff or pin pallet escapement and was previously used in cheap pin lever watches. A mechanical watch is a watch that uses a clockwork mechanism to measure the passage of time as opposed to quartz watches, which function using 
the vibration modes of a piezoelectric quartz tuning fork or radio watches, which are quartz watches synchronized to an atomic clock via radio waves. A mechanical watch is driven by a mainspring, which must be wound either periodically by hand or via a self-winding mechanism. Its force is transmitted through a series of gears to power the balance wheel, a weighted wheel which oscillates back and forth at a constant rate. The device or a device called an escapement releases the watch's wheels to move forward a small amount with each swing of the balance wheel, moving the watch's hands forward at a constant rate. The escapement is what makes the ticking sound, which is heard in an operating mechanical watch. Mechanical watches evolved in Europe in the 17th century from spring-powered clocks, which appeared in the 15th century. Please do not waste my time. Mechanical watches are typically not as accurate as quartz watches, and they eventually require periodic cleaning and calibration by a skilled watchmaker. Since the 1970s, quartz watches have taken over most of the watch market, and mechanical watches are now mostly marketed as a luxury product purchased for their aesthetic and luxury values for appreciation of their fine craftsmanship or as a status symbol. Quartz clocks and quartz watches are timepieces that use an electronic oscillator regulated by a quartz crystal to keep time. This crystal oscillator creates a signal with very precise frequency, so that quartz clocks and watches are at least an order of magnitude more accurate than mechanical clocks. Generally, some form of digital logic counts the cycles of this signal and provides a numerical time display, usually in units of hours, minutes, and seconds. Since the 1980s, when the advent of solid-state digital electronics allowed them to be made compact and inexpensive, quartz timekeepers have become the world's most widely used timekeeping technology, used in most clocks and watches, as well as computers and other appliances that keep time. Currently, the aforementioned Swiss legal standards permit watch brands or watchmakers to label watches Swiss-made under certain legally defined circumstances. These standards have changed over time and were not always codified in the national law, so older watches which bear the mark Swiss-made may not necessarily meet the current legal definition. On the other hand, they might well exceed the current legal definition of Swiss made, which remains a minimum threshold. All business is judgment day. The ordinance of the use of Switzerland or Swiss for watches defines first defines a watch as opposed to a clock by the dimensions of its movements in its Article 1, definition of watch. Therefore, the law defines a Swiss watch, the definition of which is dependent on certain aspects of its movement. The law then goes on to define under what circumstances a watch movement may be considered Swiss-made. The law then sets forth the conditions for the use of the name Swiss on watches, on watch cases, on watch movements, on watch dials, and on replacement watch parts. In sum, a watch is considered Swiss when it has been developed in Switzerland. It uses a Swiss movement, 
is assembled and controlled in Switzerland by the manufacturer de Orlargery and when 60% of its manufacturing costs are Swiss. The legal standard for the use of Swiss-made on a watch are very minimum standard and the Swissness of a watch is largely dependent on the brand and its reputation. A watch is also considered Swiss according to the Swiss law if its technical development is carried out in Switzerland and its movement is Swiss and its movement is cased up in Switzerland and the manufacturer carries out the final inspection in Switzerland and 60% of the manufacturing costs incurred in or are in Switzerland. If a watch movement is intended for export and will not be cased up in Switzerland but it otherwise meets the criteria to be considered a Swiss movement, the watch may say Swiss movement, but it may not say Swiss made nor Swiss moved on the watch case or dial. A watch that says Swiss quartz is supposed to be manufactured in Switzerland according to the legal criteria above stated. However, it is often improperly used by foreign manufacturers to merely indicate that the quartz movement is of Swiss origin. Use of the Swiss-made label for watches is covered by an ordinance of the Federal Council dated 29th of December 1971. The Swiss standard is often pejoratively referred to as the 60% rule. However, it has its basis in real-life economics. Again, the law merely sets forth a minimum standard. The Swiss-made ordinance has, for a number of years, been subject to many criticisms, particularly inside the industry, because it is considered too lax, but also in legal circles, where the view is that it no longer fully meets the legal mandate specified in the Companion Law on Trademarks. The first ordinance of the use of Switzerland or Swiss for watches published in 1971 mainly defined Swiss or the Swiss movement and did not give specific criteria for the watch as a whole. However, it had already a criterion of value added for the movement. We can build a successful franchise together. A watch is considered to be Swiss if its movement A. have been assembled in Switzerland and B. has been started, adjusted and checked by the manufacturer in Switzerland and C. is of Swiss manufacture for at least 50% of the value of all constituent parts but without the cost of assembly and D. is subject to legal technical inspection in Switzerland according to the systems in force. The Swiss Federal Council modified the ordinance regulating the use of the Swiss name for watches in May 1995. This revision was explained in a press release entitled On Foreign Parts for Watches. This was said to bring the requirements of Swiss watchmaking and their industry a rubric I'm sorry, rubric like for those of the European Union. In essence, the revision made it possible to affix indications of Swiss made on foreign watches and dials intended to equip Swiss watches. A watch is considered Swiss whose movement is Swiss, whose movement is encased in Switzerland, and whose final control by the manufacturer takes place in Switzerland. Conversely, the Swiss manufacturers of parts destined for foreign watches from then on were authorized to visibly indicate that their products come from Switzerland. These innovations were intended to improve the transparency as regards the source of products. Consumers were expected to clearly recognize from what countries the various constituent parts 
of the watches came. However, the revisions were not intended to reduce the protection the name Swiss made, indeed, the high requirements which are imposed with a Swiss watch were set to remain unchanged. From time to time, namely in 2003, and more particularly in 2007, there were efforts made to strengthen the definition of Swiss made. These efforts are normally spearheaded by the Federation of the Swiss Watch Industry, FH, a trade organization. 30 companies have opposed such efforts under which the lobbying group IG Swiss Made. Many are afraid to share their identity, but Ronnie Bernheim, co-CEO of Mondaine, has been outspoken on this issue and defends Swissness more as a promise than a physical manifestation. Mondaine admits that it uses non-Swiss styles and cases through Bernheim has declined to disclose their country of origin. In 2007, the FH plans to seek political action on a proposal which introduces a new aspect to the definitions of Swiss made in the form of value criterion. Accordingly, any mechanical watch in which at least 80% of the production cost is attributable to operations carried out in Switzerland would be considered as a mechanical Swiss watch. For other watches, particularly electronic watches, this rate would be 60%. Technical construction and prototype development would moreover need to be carried out in Switzerland. Raw materials, precious stones, and the battery would be excluded from the production costs. The Swiss movement in the existing ordinance already has a value criterion, namely the rate of 50%. Considering that here, too, the definition needs reinforcing, the draft amends these value criteria. For mechanical movements, therefore, the rate would be at least 80% of the value of all constituent parts. For other movements, particularly electronic movements, this rate would be 60%. Technical construction and prototype development in Switzerland would also be a requirement in this case. The draft also stipulates other provisions concerning the definition of Swiss constituent, I'm sorry, constituent parts and assembly in Switzerland. With a rate of 80%, the FH proposed to lay particular emphasis on the mechanical watch. With these proposals, objectives in terms of protecting the Swiss-made label should be attained. The proposed criteria also take into account the place of manufacture and the origin of components, thereby complying with the law on trademarks, which serves as the legal basis of the Swiss-made ordinance. However, it will be up to the Federal Council to reach a final decision on the matter. The minimum rate of 60% was finally chosen for all types of watches in 2016 by the Federal Council as it corresponds to the rate used in free trade agreements between Switzerland and the European Union. A higher value criterion would not have allowed Switzerland to meet its international commitments and was therefore refused. I am here to do business. We can start today. We'll be back with our second segment in one New York minute. Okay. A bauche, long word from French meaning blank, outline or sketch, is a term used in art to denote the first preliminary underpainting or quick sketch in oils for an oil painting. Orology, clock making and watchmaking appropriated the term ebauchi to refer to an incomplete or unassembled watch movement 
and its associated components. The French term is regularly used by English-speaking artists and art historians, as well as orologists and hobbyists. Until about 1850, the watchmaker Ebauchi consisted of two plates with pillars and bars, the barrel, fusé, index, powell, ratchet wheel, along with a few assembling screws. These parts were all roughly filled and milled. The steel and brass were manufactured in a special workshop. The Elbash was finished by watchmakers in a finishing shop. The assortment, literally assortment in English, are the parts of a watch other than the Ebauche, in particular the regulating organs, and include the balance hairspring or spiral, escape wheel, anchor lever, and palace stones or jewels. The modern ebouch is a jeweled watch movement without its regulating organs, mainspring, dial, or hands. During the Industrial Revolution, new components were introduced by the Wauham Watch Company, and the development of the American system of watch manufacturing. Establishing the base of modern watch manufacture, historic producers of Elbouch movements have included companies such as A. Slaud, Pesselks, Fabrique de Ologueri, the Fountainmelon FHF, Gallet and Sie Fabrique de Orlordere Electa, Landeron, Viljau, Venus, Francain, Ebauches, and Lemania. Many of these producers have gone out of business over the past few decades, succumbing to the quartz revolution. Most were unable to compete with the inexpensive quartz electronic movement produced by Asian manufacturers, which flooded the market during the 1980s. The remaining Ebauche producers today are almost all owned by ETA, a subsidiary of the Swatch Group. Power Ring is Hidden Anyone has my time? <laughs> Jacob Arabu Born Jacob Arabov or Jacob Arabov on June the 3rd, 1965 also frequently known as Jacob the Jeweler is an American jewelry and watch designer who founded Jacob & Company in 1986 and grew it to become an international luxury brand. He began strictly as a jeweler with bold designs that appealed to celebrities who became regular customers. Time to grow. I have to do more than just this. Push outside of your normal boundaries. Green Lantern is the name of several superheroes appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. They fight evil with the aid of rings that grant them a variety of extraordinary powers, all of which come from imagination, fearlessness, and the electromagnetic spectrum of emotional willpower. The characters are typically depicted as members of the Green Lantern Corps, an intergalactic law enforcement agency. The first Green Lantern character, Alan Scott, was created in 1940 by Martin Nodell, with scripting and co-scripting of the first stories by Bill Finger during the golden age of comic books, and usually fought common criminals in Capital City and later Gotham City. 
with the aid of his magic ring. For the Silver Age of comic books, John Broom and Gil Kane reinvented the character as Hal Jordan in 1959 and introduced the Green Lantern Corps, shifting the nature of the character from fantasy to science fiction. During the Bronze Age of comic books, Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams introduced John Stewart, a new member of the Corps who was one of DC's first black superheroes. Other notable Green Lanterns include Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, and Joe Mullane. The Green Lanterns are among DC Comics' longest-lasting set of characters. They have been adapted to television, video games, and motion pictures. Jacob & Co. is an American privately held jewelry and rich watch retailer founded in 1986 by diamond designer Jacob Arabo. Its flagship boutique and corporate headquarters are located in Manhattan, New York City. After graduating early from a jewelry design course in 1981 in New York City, Jacob Arabo opened a small booth in New York City's Diamond District, where he began designing for jewelry labels and private clients. In 1986, Arabo opened his own company called Diamond Quasar and began designing under his own label named Jacob & Co. The brand quickly gained popularity in New York and was able to expand his business to the luxury watchmaking industry in 2002. In 1986, Jacob Arabo founded the retail jewelry company Diamond Quasar doing business under the Jacob & Co. name. By the early 1990s, he had established his own kiosk in New York's Diamond District, and his innovative jewels caught the attention of the late rapper Notorious B.I.G., who gave him the moniker Jacob the Jeweler and introduced him to his entertainment friends. The Jeweler started collaborating with entertainers on custom designs. In the 1990s, he was one of the first jewelers to create big diamond jewels for men, a trend that is mainstream today. Hip-hop stars who were Arabo's clients included Sean Puffy Combs, Biz, Jay-Z, Drake, 50 Cent, and Big Sean. His clientele expanded to various well-known entertainers and athletes, including Madonna, Rihanna, Pharrell, Elton John, David, and Victoria Beckham, Jennifer Lopez, Salma Hayek, Sofia Vergara, Michael Jordan, and Mariah Carey. With his success in the jewelry business, Arabo turned to watches. In 2002, he created a quartz watch collection called the Five Time Zone that combined bold primary colors with multiple time zone technology that attracted men and women. It was inspired by his client's jet-setting lifestyle and became both a fashion statement and a usable timepiece for those who travel. Naomi Campbell, Bono, Angela Bassett, and Derek Jeter were among international celebrities wearing the watch. Milestones 2002 Jacob and Company unveiled the quartz-powered five-time zone watch collection with colorful contemporary dials, interchangeable bezels, and interchangeable straps. It was both a fashion statement and a usable world time zone watch. 2004, Jacob and Company moved from the Diamond District to a flagship boutique at 57th Street and Park Avenue. 2007, Arabo founded Jacob and Co. S.A., in Geneva, Switzerland, and introduced his first high watchmaking timepiece, the Quentin, the first watch to have a vertical turbulion and a 31-day power reserve, at the time the world's longest power reserve. In 2011, Jacob & Co.'s first brand ambassador, 
Chinese martial arts actor, star, and director Donnie Yen. 2012, supermodel and actress Mila Jovovich became the next Jacob and Co. ambassador. The announcement was made at a reception during Basel World 2012, the international watch and jewelry show in Switzerland. In 2013, Jacob and Co. unveiled the epic SF24, the first watch with a patented slip-flap world time zone display. The same year, football star Cristiano Ronaldo was named as a Jacob and Co.'s ambassador to promote the Goals 5 Time Zone Timepiece Collection. 2014, Jacob and Co. introduced the celestial theme Astronomia Torbillion unveiled to the watch industry trade at Basel World 2013. It featured an exposed vertical movement with four arms that rotate around a central gear in 20 minutes. On one arm is a magnesium lacquered globe of the earth and on the opposite arm is an exclusive 288 facet one carat diamond known as the Jacob Cut that represents the moon. Each satellite rotates on its own axis. The other two arms have a triple axis gravitational turbulent and a dial display with a different gear system that maintains the proper 12 to 6 o'clock position as the movement rotates within the case. Arabo called the Astronomia revolutionary and the most important Jacob and Co. watch. In 2015, Jacob & Co. unveiled the billionaire watch with a price tag of $18 million. The 18-carat white gold case and bracelet was covered with 260 carats of diamonds, with each individual gem weighing 3 carats each. It was purchased by professional boxer Floyd Mayweather in 2018. In 2016, Jacob & Co. unveiled the Astronomia Sky which introduced new complications of celestial inspiration to the astronomia, including a sidereal display, vertical month display, zodiac signs, day and night indication, as well as celestial panorama, orbital second indication, and a Jacob-cut diamond moon, and the twin turbo, the first watch to combine a twin triple-axis turbulent and a minute repeater in a distinctly shaped case with sports allure. The same year, the company opened a branded boutique in Dubai, UAE. In 2017, Jacob & Co. unveiled the Astronomia Solar Planets jewelry, which displays the precious planets of the social, I'm sorry, of the solar system as a Jacob cut, 288 facet gemstone spheres. 2018, Jacob & Co. expanded upon the Twin Turbo with the Twin Turbo Furious, the first watch to combine a twin triple-axis turbillion, decimal minute repeater, monopush or chronograph, and a time difference calculator. The same year, the company opened a branded store in Geneva and unveiled a new partnership with Lionel Messi. With limited edition versions, of the Epix X Chrono timepieces that incorporated Messi's professional signatures, such as the colors of the flag of Argentina, Messi's famous number 10, his stylized M logo, and his signature on the case back. 2019, the year saw two more partnerships for Jacob & Company. The first was with French hyper sports car manufacturer Bugatti, where they developed customized versions of the Jacob & Co. Epic X Chrono and Twin Turbo Furious timepieces. They then, no, I'm sorry, then they collaborated on a new watch released in 2020, the Bugatti Chiron Turbillion, designed to emulate the Bugatti Chiron Hyper Sports Car. Its movement includes a fully working engine animation designed to replicate the Bugatti W16 engine, and a newly designed case inspired by the body of the Chiron. 
The second partnership was with Paramount Pictures, where the two entities collaborated on The Godfather Musical Watch. A built-in musical complication plays the first 120 notes of the Godfather theme song, while the watch contains artistic replicas of details from the film. The luxury brand also unveiled the Astronomia Casino, which features a fully operational miniature roulette wheel, and the Mystery Turbillion, the first watch to feature two linked central triple-axis turbillions placed back-to-back in the center of a gem-encrusted dial. In the same year, Jacob & Co. expanded its network of stores with points of sale in Beijing, Kuala Lumpur, and Bangkok. The following year, Jacob & Co. opened a second boutique in Beijing. In 2020, Jacob & Co. added five partnerships. The first was with NBC Universal, where the two companies created the Opera Scarface Musical Watch, which contains the music and iconography from the movie Scarface. The next was with menswear designer Virgil Abloh for a line of gold and diamond paperclip jewelry called Office Supplies. Then Jacob & Co. partnered with American skateboarding lifestyle brand Supreme for an exclusively designed four-time zone watch. The fourth partnership was with UFC champion Khabib Nurmagomedov for a line of Epic X chrono watches that incorporated Khabib's professional signatures, including his undefeated record, his nickname the Eagle, and his unique Papka headpiece. The fifth partnership was with explorer and environmental activist Johan Ernst Nielsen. Together they launched the Astronomia Explorer, a watch that recreates Nielsen's most iconic adventures with water from the north and south and a rock from the Himalayas with the Astronomia's forearm vertical movement and above a celestial base. The watch was designed to raise awareness of the dangers facing our planet. In 2021, Jacob & Company became the first luxury watch brand to sell an NFT with a digital version of the SF24 Turbillion travel watch that fetched 100000 and became the first luxury watch brand that accepts cryptocurrency. The same year, Jacob & Company released the Astronomia Maestro World Time, the first watch with a minute repeater, Carillion chiming complication, and a World Time complication. The luxury brand also unveiled three twin-turbo Furious models with fully transparent sapphire crystal cases and a decimal minute speaker repeater, the first watch to include these two distinct features. The company partnered with Universal Pictures to produce the Fast and Furious Twin Turbo, which takes the timepiece created to emulate high-performance sports cars and merges it with the iconic symbols inspired by one of the most popular movie franchises of all time, Fast and Furious. The same year, Jacob & Co. entered into an agreement with Warner Brothers, Consumer Products, and DC to produce a new collection of Batman-inspired timepieces. Also in the same year, Jacob & Co. partnered with graffiti artist Alec Monopoly to create the Astronomia Alec Monopoly, which places miniature sculptures of Monopoly's iconic pop culture creations. 2022, Jacob & Company moved its Geneva boutique from the Four Seasons Hotel Des Burgers to a two-story dedicated space at Rue de Rhone. Awards and Recognitions In 2006, the Jacob & Company, The World Is Yours Watch, won the Travel & Leisure Design Award. Time Traveler Confirmed There is a clear-cut reason why I view the world differently. Time is everything. I do not waste a second. Today I had one business meeting first thing this morning. As soon as all things are finished here, I will head out to business meeting number two. I have to view both properties for both investments in person 
and also meet my future business partners in the process. I grant 72 hours before making any big financial decisions. The time I allow for them to do the same. This way everyone can evaluate with enough time. I do not rush things. I just come clear cut and direct with all of my data points ready to go. For business meeting number one of my day, the family that owns the business is in massive debts that are growing. They thought that they had more time. I already know that if they do not close this deal with me, they will be out of business within a few months. Worse, if there are loans or credit card debts. For my second meeting, I will hedge. I have two other locations close by and two more commercial real estate properties to also view. None of them realize how much business has changed. I am only a few business partnerships from becoming their main competitor. It is that competitive today. Wake up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and share. And hit the notification bell. May you have a wonderful day today. May you conquer everything in your path. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. See you guys in the next one. I hope you guys learned some really, really cool stuff, and thank you so much for coming.